Hello, hello, and welcome to Therapy of the Absurd episode. How is everybody doing? We are hanging in here. <laughs> How about you guys? Doing good, doing good. You know, the dog driving me crazy, wanting to go oh to the bathroom God. all over the place. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, oh. caught her right in the middle of the action. And then huh? she looks back. What? I'm not doing anything, Dad. <laughs> it's like busted. <laughs> I think the puppy training phase has to be the most difficult in owning a dog. Like, um, I finally managed to get a trainer for Maverick because I've been on a waiting list for months. And, um, God, I, I realized my dog's an asshole. Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, I'm like, Oh God, I'm complaining and I'm sure children are so much harder. <laughs> we got lucky. Ours isn't that bad. I don't I don't know if children are harder. I don't think, to be honest with you. Like because there's a common language. And even when children don't yet speak uh adult language, you know, everyone else is. So they yeah. have a they have a sense of, you know, they begin to you know, you you all of all of all of us were geniuses because you could at least correlate things, you could you could be like, oh, okay. And, you know, even if you didn't have language, you, you would ever. So I disagree with that. I'm going to everywhere. Uh, tra training children is not. Until they can talk. Right. It, you know. is, it is easier to make a, to teach a child not to sniff all the strangers' balls. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> that, that's hard to get out of the dog. The dog is like, this is how we greet people where I come from. Can you please right. be tolerant of my culture? You guys want to know something super embarrassing that that just reminded me of? Uh -oh. um, once, it was a couple of years ago, I took my dog to the park um, and this great Dane approached me, smelled me, and then peed on me. He like literally R. Kelly'd me and the owner <laughs> was like, Gee. didn't even apologize, didn't even offer to like pay for my pants like like seriously your dog just peed on me and you, you're not even apologizing like i wanted to slap the man so bad <laughs> i i know you did damn wow the dog should have peed on your pants what the hell well he peed on me i was standing and he just lifted the damn leg wow I, i'm just like the guy was so casual about it that it seems like his dog has done this to other people before he's like oh it happens hi nick hi ronnie <laughs> I did he actually say that did he actually say it happens were those like his words he, he just shrugged he didn't say it happens wow. but his face the way he shrugged just seemed like he's been through it before like i i was like Okay. I think Nick has something to say about that. He said, uh, what she's saying is it was a typical blind date. <laughs> no, I don't like R. Kelly type men. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, no I Trump got golden showers. No R. Kelly. No. I'm sorry. You're like, urine belongs in the toilet. Right. <laughs> and, and let me just say this. Um, and, and, and again, it was you who said that children, that dogs are easier to train than children. Uh, right there, you made a case for, uh, as, as we would say in the world of propaganda, for false analogy. Uh, <laughs> Plus, never once when I was a young boy growing up did I hump someone's leg. 
Ooh. That would have been really weird, especially when we get of age, because you're like 13 or something, 14. It's like, that, yeah, that's gross. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it, don't it's crazy. I mean, lake. accidents do happen, or you know, you can't predict the way dogs will react sometimes. Like, uh, I took Maverick to the dog park like two, three weeks ago, and we came across another Australian Shepherd. And <laughs> when Maverick approached the other dog's owner, that Australian shepherd peed on his owner right wow. in front of us. Like, it's like, no, this bitch is mine. Don't you dare. He's mine. And literally, R. <laughs> Kelly'd him. Wow. It'd be worse if the owner just sat there going, <sighs> Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, see, that's another thing I want to say. I'm not going to shame anybody. Sorry. I said what you do as consenting that. adults is in, in the privacy of your home, as long as it's consenting and you're of age. Hey, man, that's none of my business, but. Yeah, I, I, man. <laughs> I mean, whoever is into the whole urine thing, like, how do you propose this to the person you're seeing? Like, hey, I'm going to piss on you. Or, hey, you want to try something new? It's kind of watery and slippery. And like, Eesh. oh, my God, I can't believe this conversation went this way. <laughs> <laughs> I can. Our number is five five five. No, yeah, call, call right now. Uh, Ronnie said, "Legit father three. I'd rather train a dog." Right. Uh, See, no, I'm sorry. I disagree. I disagree. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I disagree. It's all right. I hear you, Ronnie. I, um... Oh God, Ed with the uh, Dave Chappelle uh, call back there, and Ronnie too. <laughs> I just got off a show where a young woman was talking about like her dog and boo-booing and like sometimes he just she just can't get him to do it and you know and all that and so she says she feels you know like she should maybe i don't know like i was listening but i was struggling yeah. with something else and she was just like maybe i should just bring a bag of my own poop just so you know <laughs> I, I was i was like okay gut health sure we could talk about it uh okay <laughs> um but um <laughs> i just think you know at its core i just dogs man i think the dogs are amazing i just don't want one i'll, I'll say that i, I just yeah, don't, I don't got the, I, i'm gonna be honest i don't really i mean i love my dog i just don't i didn't think i'd have to learn uh to have patience for something else is what i'm going to try to say right like I, I i grew into my kid i got it all we're good and now i gotta wipe someone's ass again is what i'm trying to say <laughs> no, having a dog has been my birth control like I'm not going to lie. The Hispanic cliche is mostly true. Like our desire to have children just kicks in right away. And I'm like, I'm broke. I can't afford children. I'm just going to get a dog. I'm just going <laughs> to kick that nurturing reflex and just dogs. Like I've had dogs for years just because of it. Cause I'm like, I don't want a kid right now, but I have this desire to, look after and clean after and give all these toys to something okay i'm getting a puppy because i'm allergic to cats so it's either cats or dogs and i went for dogs because i just don't want to go into epileptic shock epileptic shock i think it's how you say anaphylactic shock or epileptic shock like what how does i can't epileptic yeah, oh no, it's super galactic planetary planetary no. intergalactic 
It's super, super galactic, planetary, planetary. Califragilistic uh, espialidosis. <laughs> boys, and we got Mary Poppins. <laughs> it's, it's psycho alpha disco beta. Though it's got you know because I'm George Clinton and you know P Funk. Like I'm just you know it's all of those things. Uh, <laughs> but um, it is. What is it, Dan? Is it epi, epi, Is I thought it was antibody. Anaphylactic. That was that's what I. Okay. So y'all made, you made me think I was crazy for nothing. <laughs> okay, I got it. I got it. Sorry, I got it. my no. people invented gaslighting. I'm good at it. Um, <laughs> I do have one problem. Uh-oh. Uh, this whole week I tried to fuck the system. Now I have Uh-oh. an itch. What do I do? Um, the system, cream, bro. You tried to fuck the system and it didn't fuck you back? Is that? Well, I, I now I have an itch. Oh. What do oh, I do? You might have the uh, the herpes, bro. The, the... Okay. <laughs> okay. Can you elaborate? Because when you say you have an itch I, and you're trying to fuck the system, I'm thinking you went to the corner of Motel Six and picked up some chick. Uh-oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> not get Dan system. kicked out of the I'm house. No, that's not what's going on. He's like, my wife's watching. Don't even say it. <laughs> <laughs> She doesn't watch. It makes her cringe. Um, so, uh, what, <laughs> I know she does. Um, Ronnie, uh, I I going, how did I fuck the system? I don't know. Oh. I don't remember. It just itches. Anyway. Ronnie <laughs> says that he has two boys. They piss all over everything. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to cut you across, Dan. I hear you. Um, and thank you, Lauren. The, 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 you know, the, the, the teacher comes through. Um, but, uh, Ronnie, but at least with two boys, we've got training pants, we've got diapers, we've got we've got underoos. You've got ways that Options. as they're figuring, Dan's got the political clap. I'm I'm all over the place. You've got that's the political clap. Uh, I couldn't help it. Ron, Ron, you, you at least you have ways to deal. Like our dog yeah. trying to wear diapers in public, like that Great Dane with his owner. We're, we're buying some diapers, actually. We like didn't a, want a to. But we're buying some. I see that I can't be that person. I can't be the person with a dog like diaper. Like unless the your dog is in heat, there is no reason your dog should be on diapers yeah. or if they're on a wheelchair. Like my my dog that had a wheelchair. Uh, Oh no, of course, yeah. But But if great things are pissing on you, you you understand a diaper, a depends might have stopped that. I'm just, I'm just saying. (laughs) Shouldn't be pissing on people. No, I know. We're just saying for the dogs we know that don't want to behave, they should wear diapers. That's my point. There it is. As long as you don't become one of those people that put their dogs in carriages during walks, I'm like, what? I would never do that. That's weird. Jeez. <laughs> no dog. No and the dog. dog's going to really piss in your house because it didn't get to walk and get out that energy, you know? Sheesh. That's like asking for it. All right. Um, so, you guys, I know uh, I know we kind of managed the political talk, but I will say this. Uh, Mar- <laughs> I'm excited because Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, they've at least, the, the, uh, the Democrats, have voted her off of the committees that she's yeah. on. I think, um, you know, um, I think she's pissing on people in their clothes with what she says. Like that's I'm, that's my that's my non sequitur. That is my move from dogs and Great Danes pissing on poor Stacy to Marjorie Taylor Greene pissing on the world with the, <laughs> with, with with her right to free speech. Like I'm just saying. Um, okay, um, so. <laughs> We have a little uh, something we want to share, uh, and um, yeah. also I want to. Like. Uh, so I, 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 a little something we want to share. Are we? Is it? Is it? Is it okay to talk about comic strips? 
Like I, I had no segue. I have no segue. I'm just. Oh well, that wasn't the first one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not okay. No, no, no. Good, because here's the thing. If it's not, all the better. All the better. I just couldn't remember what was. And I was like, what if I'm first? I'll, I'll, I'll do. We're, I'll do a thing for. Well, I'm gonna be quiet because I couldn't remember. Thank you, Dan. I couldn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like when stuff like this happens, we you have show. something playing that that typical hold music in the background. Right, right, right. <laughs> we're currently experiencing technical difficulties. Right, right, right. And are we? We're not, but we're not experiencing current technical. No, we're doing uh, no mental topic. Topic. difficulties. Are, 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 are just data difficulties. Did you guys hear about what happened at, at oh. the end of SNL when they were waving goodbye? I believe machine. Yeah, everybody heard. It's trending. I, I didn't it's tell trending. me. Tell me what happened. What, what happened? They fell off the stage. stage. Who fell off? So you know, Who at fell? the end of SNL, everyone okay. gathers around. Yeah, the and says goodbye. And, and all says yeah. their goodbyes. Well, Machine Gun Kelly, Kelly went flying <laughs> during the goodbyes and fell, and they cut it. So you okay? So I. No, you go. Sorry, I thought it was him and Pete Davidson. I thought they both fell. Like I yeah, thought they so both fell. That's, that's what I was saying. When it broadcasted live, apparently, that as soon as they fell, they cut. So you could you didn't see what happened after they fell. Like they yeah, those they guys are best friends cut. too. Those because that was technical friends. difficulties, so they just cut. <laughs> yeah, but they Pete fell. Davidson. Dave, I mean, I wanted to see it. I just I, like Saturday Night Live. Like, I'm usually home, and I'll just forget to like turn my TV on. To I don't yeah. know why that is. And then you can't. Can you pick up Saturday Night Live on demand full episodes? Mm -hmm. Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's um, no, YouTube. some YouTube. Place from uh, the Middle East where you download it. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, you can for live <laughs> broadcasts. You can do. Hulu, you got to use VPN. TV. Hulu, yeah, Hulu. But you can't Hulu. Hulu. I have Hulu. YouTube, I have YouTube Hulu. TV. Hulu the day after, but live broadcast would be Fubu TV, which is like the it's becoming a new live streaming service. So you're, okay. it's like regularly streaming, but at, wait, like cable. It's a merger, and it's called F it called? Fubu. Fubu. Yeah, TV. really? Okay, is it so really? But like Hulu, the day the, after, yeah. fine. Yeah. So Hulu. I remember I the like, clothing line, Fubu. It's, it's the for us, like by us TV. That's yeah, why I right. look back. Yeah, we all know. <laughs> yeah. Did get sued yet? The, the Fubu. That's what I, my mind went to Fubu because I was like, is she saying Voodoo? Which is <laughs> which is another one. But I was like, so you're saying Fubu? Yeah, you have like a hundred, like over hundreds of channels, and you have and live broadcasting. You have DVR. No, it's not free. I wish it was free. Oh, uh, yeah, welcome to Sesame Street. There's... Today we talk about Fubu, Hulu, Dudu, Kuku. Fubu. Oh, <laughs> I think it's like I, I pay for it, but I don't even know because I I actually bought it for my my family. My family was like I think Spectrum was trying to charge them like a hundred or two hundred dollars a month, and then Fubu was like fifty. I don't remember how much it is a month, but they have a DVR on top of it, so it's like live TV, and then you can go back like Hulu and check out episodes without commercials if you check it out the next day, or you can watch it live, or you can record it. Um, so it, it's like basically Spectrum in a way, but in and out or your TV. I have to start my own Scottish TV service called Fuck You. <laughs> Scottish. All right. You'll watch it and you'll like it. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, our first topic was what? Adulting 101, if I'm not mistaken? Yes. Should oh. they be teaching adulting 101 classes? I'm living proof they should. Meet us tonight, right now. <laughs> everyone. I think everyone, like... 
is a, is proof that they should be teaching. <laughs> I I'm like, why wasn't why weren't taxes taught to us when we got out of high school? Because that's exactly when we start paying them. Like, or how to actually cook and season your food. God. The drive. I've, I've tasted. The, yeah, I've tasted the worst things when some of my friends and they're like. <laughs> I learned this off YouTube. Well, you better find a good YouTube channel because this shit sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I learned this thing off of YouTube. What? Where'd you learn it off of? It was called Troll Cooking. Eat it. Nope. <laughs> Just Jenny had that in it. Yeah. What, I, I, like, what would you guys prefer to have in your classes? Well, hmm. I mean, they did use, they used to have a class up until this, I think the 70s called Financing. And they don't do that anymore in public schools. Most public schools don't do financing anymore. Uh, I don't know shit about finance. I don't have any shares of nothing. Uh, no, I do. That's like Disney, but my dad controls that shit. So I, I'm going to lose it eventually. Um, besides, okay. no one's going to the parks. <laughs> but yeah. I, I, think, I think there should be mandatory gardening, mandatory freaking uh, driving, Mandatory stuff about uh, taxes, anything that has to do with you surviving on your own and being self-sufficient should be taught. It, like should ha it should be mandatory. Like, how do you, who do you call to get your lights on? Like, what yeah. do you do? What do you have to oh, have? Yeah. To lights, gas, how, and yeah. you know. what? What do you have to do to make a bank account? What do you have to do to manage the bank account? How do uh, huh? actual uh, proper spending and saving? Uh, and you know, into the weeds, but like. Could we be taught that savings, that banking, uh, that interest rates on saving money are extremely low? Like, like literally last year, you guys, during the whole, like, you know, um, the civil rights kind of remix that we experienced around George yeah. Floyd, there was a large move amongst African-Americans. We were all like, well, we should be black banks and black this and da, 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 da. But what was interesting was we started getting into the weeds of like, okay, you know, what is the interest on a savings account of this kind of account? If you're going to, if you know, if we're going to do this, cause you can bank online and interestingly enough, not wanting to, we've put up with low, all of us, you know, all these years, but it was interesting how I was like, man, you can't get no interest, but it's always been that way. Black banks did not create the, the, the two or 3% that you can get on a savings account. But the bigger point was, we've never looked at any of this anyway. Like we didn't know this before our quest to do this, but nobody, you know, we should have, they should have like you, like you're saying Dan. I don't recall finance classes. I know like I grew up, um, I didn't get to take a home ec class, but there was home economics. Like there was trade in high schools and trade. And even when I got to LA, like, and I was teaching, there is still trade in a lot of high schools, not a lot, but in high schools here. But so much of that is gone. But I, to your point of finance, wherever any public school was teaching that, because not necessarily in Alabama or New Orleans, we need to know that. Like, I just need to like nowadays. And just for the record, you guys, Capital One, I think, has like they may have a double digit percent interest savings account. Um, and I don't want to like, you know, inflate or conflate. But if you ever if you do want to start a savings account and you still want to save your money that way. Capital One is the best place to go for an, a good interest rate on a savings account. Otherwise, you're getting crumbs. You, there's other things yeah. you, can, you know. You're getting crumbs on your money. Your hey, money can be working harder. It's crazy. I did realize <laughs> this. So, for years, I've been very interested in actually trying to figure out how 
you know, Wall Street stockbrokers. I was I was always really curious to find out how it all worked because it always caught my interest. And you know, everyone always says, invest, 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 get stocks, get stocks. And I would read about it or I would read some articles online and it's very complex and complicated that I would I wouldn't understand the majority of the terms that were on there. So it would lose me. I'm like, what is this? So at some point I was like, okay, I'm just gonna put some money into like Disney and maybe Tesla. And I put that money away because I, I'm a shopaholic, so if I have it, I will spend it. Uh so this was my thing. It wasn't until what happened last week in Wall Street that I actually understood it because it took tiktokers to explain the process <laughs> as a pokemon analogy <laughs> and i'm like this is how i comprehending comparing this to pokemon cards and i was like shit man i'm embarrassed but i'm also so relieved um yeah. but no i wish they taught us this as kids because reality Inflation happens, and we could have had money on the side. Like, we could have had, like, rainy day money, or if something happened mechanically to our vehicles, we'd have money where we wouldn't have to worry about that due to inflation. But because we don't know, it isn't until later in life that we start doing it, and we're like, holy crap, you know how much money I could have had on the side if I did that before? We don't know. We don't know. It's and been it's, it's been mentioned already that like home ec, uh, you mentioned it, Dana, and uh, Ed Namrock's mentioned it, and our home ec actually also taught birth control at the same. That's time. also very important. Yeah, it it the way they did it is they did this thing. Have you ever done that thing where you take care of an egg for like a week? Where I you, saw they it. They give TV. you an egg. Right. Yeah, you, they give you an egg instead of the baby thing. They give you an egg, and you're supposed to take care of it mm-hmm. and keep it safe. And after taking care of this thing for a week and clothing it and naming it and putting stuff on it, the way they test that you were a good parent is you bring it back to them and they smash it with a hammer. And so we didn't want to have kids for a while because we were freaked out. That's how it went down. Isn't that like that commercial about your brain on drugs? <laughs> I remember yeah. that. Oh, no, my baby's <laughs> on drugs. Oh, <laughs> Look at <gasps> them just sitting there frying. After you hit them with a hammer. Oh, Don't do that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I really wish they had an auto shop class in high school. Like it would have I still, for the love of God, and I'm in the car business. I still don't know how to check oil. I I kind of yeah, understand I I the life of your tire because if you put a nickel or something. Yeah, I, for the tread, for the tread. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean <laughs> I don't know crap. I know the finance side of it. That's my specialty. But for the love of God, when it actually comes to the vehicle itself, I'm like, oh, the light's not on. Wrong okay. <laughs> Girl, but who, who mentioned Google University, YouTube University? And I say Google you because that's what you do now. Like I had to bless the heart of my PT Cruiser that has uh, gone away, but I had to replace a taillight on it. And I went on YouTube and looked it up and then went back there, popped, you know, I'd followed all the instructions. I did it. And, you know, that's how I fix it. Like, but I agree. It, it would be nice if all of these, and we should, maybe I should, we or I should look that up. I can't imagine that somebody does not have a YouTube uh, channel and I'm going to claim the idea if no one has. <laughs> there it, are, it, should no be, one? it should be called everything they didn't teach you. And then 
just tons of videos for everything they didn't teach you how to change your oil, how to change a tire. Hey man, if we want to make one. a how to make yeah, that guy, the, like dad classes or something, the dad yeah. guy, well, or whatever. Because some of us, I did you know, over here, I was a single mom, yeah. so mom classes. Shit. No, yeah. Well, I know, no, I don't, yeah, but there is a guy that does like he goes, everything oh, that your dad was supposed to teach you if your dad wasn't so busy at the yeah. racetrack. Very, no, that's know. very funny. I, I love told reading you. the comments. They're like, oh, thanks for being <laughs> the dad. My dad just went to the store and never came back. Oh, my buddy says that. That's messed up, though. Lauren, <laughs> you are um, right. Lauren, Lauren, I thought Lauren's comment was oh. great. Some people... Um, need to learn hands-on and person not just watch a video. But let me just say this, Lauren. Everybody needs a starting place. If you have no concept, because this is I'm this way, like who whoever read all the detailed instructions on how to do stuff? Everybody, we bought stuff and then you read the first line, you dispensed with the instructions, and then you went to put it together. So I agree, Lauren, as uh, you know, uh, as a as a recovering teacher and a recovering educator. More people are tactile than not. More people need to do this. But if you have zero concept, at least YouTube is a start. And for the tactile learner, which so many people are with changing the tire, at least if you see the ideas put together, then you can run out and recreate that. But if you're just standing there looking as you, the tire, the crowbar, and the nickel, like ain't nothing happening. You know, ain't nothing happening. And if you don't want to go through all of that, AutoZone can change your taillights and your headlights and um, your batteries. Tell, tell it, tell it, tell it, tell it. <laughs> well, don't be afraid to ask. By the way, you uh, don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Nick also put that wood shop was a good class too. Hey, Nick, do you remember when I used to make my mom mad when waking up in the morning? I'd say, Mom, I'm going to go to wood shop. And she goes, Stop calling sex education in that. <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> I like wordplay. I like wordplay. <laughs> okay, <So>. Woody. Call <laughs> him Mister Wood. Um, Mister Wood. <laughs> the worst name for a woodshop teacher. Hello, um, I'm Mister Wood. I know, but you're gonna learn anyway. Don't make fun of the fucking name. Don't look at my name. Leg. Don't make fun Not of that. <laughs> so I had a wood shop and I, I was horrible. I didn't, you know, he's like, make a baseball bat. He's like, you made a sharp stick, Mr. Bowman. I, you, you can't play baseball with this. <laughs> I literally almost failed wood shop. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. <laughs> you made a sharp stick. Maybe that's why we don't have it anymore. Thanks, Stefan. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Yeah. So I, I told you guys that I finished school at, at 16. Like, I, I did the, oh, those, the well, no. <laughs> wasn't for a good thing, but I finished school at 16, um, but I had to, I had the option because I was a minor to take trade school, like any class in trade school, because mm -hmm. not only was it a continuation school, it was also a trade school. And I, my mom like was like, hey, you know what, you, you're, you're doing your classes mostly at home, um, you have time, why don't you actually take a class? So I actually took cosmetology in high school, did my hours, and I honestly realized that I'm lazy as hell because I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> but I know how to I know how to color hair, I know how to do nails and acrylics. These I didn't do these. I, I, I didn't. But uh, I honestly think it would be a great thing to implement during high school too, like a cosmetology class, like who doesn't want to know not how to burn it, like 
how to dye your own hair, how to do your own nails. Uh, they just, do you know, like they have, like, here, again, I applaud LA because there are, they have, they, and I, even when I was growing up in Alabama, like I went to high school in New Orleans, but I know in, in when I was in Alabama until eighth grade, some of the high schools did have cosmetology because you heard about it. Um, here, again, in California, uh, you have, um, I forget what it's called, the Abram Friedman School, which is all trade. And you, it's not, you have a choice. You can, you can actually take those courses down there in high school, but it is a separate spot. I agree with your point though. I think we need more on-site of schools is needed because here in California, and it's no longer called ROP, it's called something else, but they do have those courses. They do have places where you can do all that. And, and some schools have it, but it's, you know, it's a separate site. But when I was, when I was growing up, you know, there were high schools. I remember that in, in Alabama that it was on site. It was there, but different here, different here. Yeah. So. Like there's a, there's also like business admin classes. Like I took those too. Um, there was even like uh, CNA classes and I believe some classes could qualify towards your L LBN. Yes. Uh, yes. So, and as, Myers again they're free so if you, at any point you guys are considering in like you know trying to get your kids out the door or trying to make them help them <laughs> prosper I highly recommend it just go to like a common trade school especially here in LA we have such a variety even forklift classes and stuff are, are available I mean it's always good to know things even if you don't see your future in, in any way involving this trade they're just good things to know you know stuff comes in handy in the future and it's, here's what's cool about it. You bring up a good point because I know it's time for our first guest. I just want to end it here. And it, it, I don't want to sound so serious. When I was teaching in adult schools in LA, one of the things that we learned was that, like, especially you talk about CNA and LVN, like a lot of those programs are available in what are called these ROP centers, like Abram Friedman downtown. But what sucks is like pr proprietary schools. And I don't want to jump on DeVry, but any of those schools where you hear about them. And I only mentioned DeVry because they DeVry has kind of gotten more formal and they've, you know, they've kind of cleaned themselves up. But but a lot of the smaller proprietary colleges, they charge money and they're not teaching anything different for those CNA and for those LVN classes for any of that stuff than going right down downtown to Abram Friedman's all I can say is I'm doing a commercial for them and but they're charging you out the yang they're you know What's medical thing, and people are taking out student loans that they have to pay back when you can there are places you can go and get those same courses at absolutely no cost and so you raise a, a good thing a, a very good point there uh Brittany says I, I, I could became a pharmacist technician through oh. ROP sorry, sorry. Dan. my apologies Brittany. Dance. Oh, I was just gonna say, Stacy, my my great grandmother actually, when she went to school, they had uh, classes and doing your hair and doing your makeup. It was called "How to Receive a Gentleman Caller." Um, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> you know, sometimes you, you, you go. My, to wa the my wife is watching the said. stupid Bridgerton show, and it's in my head now. And anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is it about prostitutes? I haven't seen. No. It. I mean, basically, like, that's how all women were back then. That's what you did. Like, all you did was say, "Look at me. I am good, ready for marriage." Oh yes, I will not scandal you in the it, park. But that was the game they had to play, man. I mean, you look how the deck was stacked. Right. It's a silly show, but I'm gonna do like how they. <laughs> survival <laughs> it's a silly show but i like how they do like pop music in the background with the violins it's just silly like 
because they're doing like I heard Billie Eilish. You go, they're doing that? They go, they do it. All, my wife's like, they do it all the time. <laughs> that's go, fine. That's kind of what? That's kind of interesting. I mean, the Modern rest of the show in the old time. How that. did I get there? <laughs> now, that's funny. all right. After <laughs> we've heard Dan speak, oh, I would sorry. like to say that. One, I'm completely disgusted. <laughs> Second, we have another guest coming up. So, ahem. yes, I am yes. so happy to bring up our first guest. Oh, oh, we, uh, do, you, uh, do you know who our first guest is? Did we change the, the schedule? Okay. Mm-hmm. You gotta read the private chat, girl. <laughs> oh. It's all good. It's all good. It's okay, all good. never mind. Then it's somebody all good. else is gonna bring up our first guest. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. All right. So we have a producer and comedian who produces the a show uh, at Flappers called Hot Medusa. If I'm not mistaken, am I right, Dana? Yes, the Hot Medusa comedy show. I did it two weeks ago. We love her. She is amazing. We can say fucking amazing, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, she, um, and in addition to the Hot Medusa, she's like, she, and, uh, and, and um, uh, in addition to the Hot Medusa, she also hosts uh, a couple of mics at Flappers. I've been, I've jumped on her open mics. And so she is definitely the hostess with the mostest and an amazing comedian herself because I've been on shows with her as well. Swan Weaver. Hello, how you doing? Hi, good to see you guys. (laughs) All those nice intros. I'm like, oh my goodness, kind of live up to that. Yeah. (laughs) Should we put one bad one in there? She also sacrifices people in Central Park on the full moon. Like perfect. Oh oh my. That's That's a lot of plane tickets because you live near us anyway. So (laughs) why don't we just throw in? She loves Bridgerton. So oh there you go. (laughs) Ah, Dan. Ah. (laughs) What did you think when you got to the part where it's like 20 minutes of softcore? Was that interesting for you too? (laughs) Yes, it's juicy and delicious. There's gorgeous people on there. Come on. Hey, people watch it for that, all right. That's that is people watch it for. Damn it! (laughs) Learning about Game of Thrones. Yes. Beautiful people are having sex. It's very nice. We're we're humans, Dan. We're humans. Well, I got to tell you, it's a little one-sided because you know. Anyways, we're not going to talk about the scenes. (laughs) Um, It's like they only care about her. No, he he's it's funny. Well, I don't want to go into detail. Why don't you watch the show? Welcome to the podcast. We're happy to have you on with us. Yeah. Uh, what, what drew you to stand-up comedy? I'm just—I'm really curious. I'm always curious uh, with other comedians. Right into the serious questions. I like it. Um, you know what? I just—I <laughs> think it was just a way to really express myself. And also, I always loved comedy, so it was nice to like. You have the power when you have the mic. You know, (laughs) you know, you're not sharing the stage with other people doing improv, trying to figure out how to, you know, share the stage. It's you. You get your point of view. You get to say it's your show. So that's that's why it drew me. Okay. The power. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I'd so good to be, see with see you guys because, like, yeah, I just saw Danny the other night and Stephen, Dan. We've been on shows together too, so that's all. Oh yeah, towel comedy yeah. shows, flappers, open mics, all right? the fun stuff. All the yeah, fun stuff. Stacey, hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do a camera high really well. Like hi. 
Hi. Hi. What do you think I learned that? It's from the incredible Alaska Thunderfuck. Hi. Oh, nice. <laughs> Alaska. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a reference I actually don't get. Now I'm are not you, here with you. Uh, what do you want? Are you watching anything interesting in the quarantine, uh, Suwon? <laughs> well, of course, I'm going to say Bridgerton. Bridgerton. Oh, okay. Oh, Dan's I, gonna, Dan's gonna... I, think, I think we kind of covered it. It was kind of interesting. I know. It's fine. I, we, I binge watched it. That's how you watch okay. it. You just go right through it. And it's great. You know, it's okay. fine. Um, I started watching Flack. You know that? It's also on Amazon. Um, oh, okay. So it's like a, it's based out of Scotland, but it has, um, Anna Paquin, she's such a good actress. Ooh. Oh yeah, I love her in True Blood and the X Men movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. It's a little dark though, so I, I, you know, I'm like, all right, let's see. But you know what? I just saw. I just saw for the first time is um, I saw Indiana Jones, the one with um. Actually, I've never seen any of the Indiana Jones. Ooh, Temple of Doom when you get a chance. <laughs> oh, okay, I will. But I just saw uh, which one? I don't know. It was, was it the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. No. They would no. Well, this one this is the one with um the James Bond guy. Oh, he, Sean Connery. So you saw the Last Crusade. Yeah. Oh, the Last Crusade. Yes. <laughs> the River oh, cool. Phoenix. Yeah. Isn't it weird that like it, if if you think about it, River Phoenix played the young Indeed. Indiana Jones, but Indiana Jones plays an age River Phoenix never got to. Oh, oh, okay. Oh. Look at you, waxing, waxing philosophy here. <laughs> that's so sad. That's true. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's one of the better ones. That's one of the better ones. If you get it, don't watch the last, last one with Shia LaBeouf. That one's horrible. I believe it. Hot garbage. <laughs> Why is he so terrible? Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Apparently he makes it a really good, and then every once in a while there's something, you know, blah, blah, blah like, uh, I don't know, the, the 4chan guys that do all the goofy stuff, he did that one thing with the flag in the middle of the field or something, and they, they, they he put up a flag saying, you'll never be able to take this down, you won't be able to find it, and the 4chan guys used the, the star of it to figure out where it was. And then they went and replaced it with a, a you know, a, a, a troll flag, and it's like, yeah, it was just chaos, but it was pretty funny, pretty funny. Hmm. <laughs> so who was uh, who was one of the first comics that you ever saw or a comic you feel is like an influence on your style um, you know okay so i i watched lots of i love lucy when i was a kid you know in black and white right like that was oh, the it. best like so first of all she's so goofy and there's a lot of slapstick but she's also so smart right like this first like who she really was was the smartest woman like a producer and did multicam for the first time and like this is like a brilliant lady um but you know made herself into such a goof like that one where she's like smoking the cigarette and her nose catches on fire i mean there's a million goofy ones fight a vita vegemin um like you know <laughs> The chocolate one, man, when she just yeah. can't keep up with the chocolate. That's my avatar at work for a reason. Oh, for, oh okay. How do you guys feel about the fact that they're making a movie based off her life? Oh, I'm happy who's playing Ricky Ricardo. Uh, it's uh, Javier Bordem, I believe it is. Yep. Uh, I just, I just don't, unless I'm wrong, somebody correct me, but I don't, I, I'm a huge, I like Nicole Kidman. Don't get me wrong. I really do. Um, but I think who was going to play her previously. Um, 
supposed we're to be all, Kate Blanchett. Yeah, Kate Blanchett, I think, would have been a way better Lucy. We're all mad about it. We're all mad about it. No, yeah. I'm mad about it. I'm a huge Kate Blanchett fan. Um, um, I also I have a lot of respect for Nicole Kidman. I, I, I you know, um, like one of my favorite movies, honestly, even though I haven't seen it in forever, is The Hours. I think The Hours is so beautiful. Yeah, that's a good one. That's Very beautifully done. Um, and she does her thing in The Hours, like she really yeah. does. Like man, yeah. but um, but for the role of you know Lucille Ball, come on, like you gotta to me, you gotta. I think Kate Blanchett would have been fantastic, and I'm truly a fan. You know, people may feel some kind of way because of the Judy Garland, but I think Renee Zellweger would have been. Yeah, she could have done it too. Somebody who's quirky, and silly, got the chops, funny, got playful, the chops yeah. that we know of. That we yeah. know of. Yeah. 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 I'm still bummed out that they passed on Bobby Lee for Ricky Ricardo. Bobby Lee? <laughs> what? <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, that's what? Way too serious. No, no. <laughs> I was like, uh, for, uh, first I was like, what? <laughs> I'm happy homies get work, but what? Yeah, that was so random. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I mean, I want him to have work, but that's that's just crazy. <laughs> I had you going for a minute. You guys are like, what did I miss? Let me go no, online real quick. Shit out of me. No, you we were like, are you serious? Like, you scared me. <laughs> now we have talked about actors that have gone above expectations you know i would have given the man a chance and don't laugh like here's the thing and dana is going so oh, who the fuck is bobby lee like i literally was like mad tv. i don't even know who that is let me google then, it i didn't even get the joke like i yeah. it, felt, it felt kind of random but i was just kind of like well let me let me give you know yeah. You know, he's, in, he's in that new Polly Shore movie on Netflix uh, with our uh, me and uh, Stacey's well, friend Leslie Wolf. Let's well, yeah. start with like he's a little chubby Korean guy. So I mean, I mean, you Google it. Once I googled him, the image spoke three thousand words. Then I knew. <laughs> like, was Dan, what? I was like, what with, happened with his hand on his nipple? Like, what did you find? Him? I'm so afraid to Google search Bobby Lee as of lately. No, he's awesome. He has an amazing uh, he's podcast hilarious, but called uh, Tiger Belly, and I Instagram. love Tiger Belly. I watch Tiger Belly religiously. It's also one of the highest rated podcasts on YouTube, actually. He it's, is hilarious. Like, oh, he yeah. looks funny though. Like, I mean, here's the thing. I believe I would check him out because he looks funny. Just, you know, obviously, obviously not Ricky Ricardo, but <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. You know what? His personality in, in, in like real life too is insane. Like he is he looks that way. He is very well, you know what? A lot of people what they do is they put a persona on stage a lot of i i'm guilty of it too where i i'm myself but i'm also a very dramatic version of myself on stage so when i'm backstage and i'm no longer on there i'm like chill i'm like oh yeah that's cool it's awesome no bobby lee is like Whoa! like i'm like what are you on no, can yeah, i have he... some he, he yeah no he's sober too yeah he had people that had to defend him because he was doing really crazy i'll just say it this way without getting too uh explicit but naked stuff that he should not be doing in like producers or executives office let's just say that okay this is bobby lee yes yeah. oh, no. when he was yeah. young he doesn't do it now like that okay. I mean, he still messes around but not like that. he kind of gets naked like yeah a lot. yeah he still does like, almost i mean he's pretty <laughs> naked like you see kind of everything <laughs> yeah. He's not. He, so there's he, this beautiful uh, yeah. 
Well, there's a beautiful thing he did on Mad TV, Dana. If you if you don't remember stuff, you got to look up him uh, pretending he's at the car show with his car, oh, tank? trying tank? to get women to trying to get the women to come over to him. Yeah, that's one of the tank? best. Like it's almost oh, it's so good. He's like so, okay. then also his other character, <laughs> which I can't imitate because it's yeah. twenty twenty one. So he's but it's so he's a, a Mad character. TV guy. He's a Mad TV guy. Yeah, he's a yeah. Mad, well. Yeah. He did stand up before that. He got his big right. break. I I only know this because I'm a really huge fan and watch all this stuff. But he got his big break from uh, Polly Shore and um, uh, the mom who owned Mitzi. yeah Mitzi Shore. He was a doorman. I think it was in La Jolla at the comedy store. He was a doorman and they liked his look. And I'm assuming maybe at that time there wasn't enough Asian comics is my best guess. And they liked his look and he was a loyal worker and gave him a chance. I think he even his first tour ever. And I don't think he'd been doing stand up that long was with Polly Shore. Wow. Um, by the way, um, you say something very powerful. Um, we, there may not be enough Asian comics now. Like you yeah. said. Like no, 40, yeah, 40, yeah, 40 yeah, there you go. 40 years later, like, you know. I like Steve Byrne. <laughs> He's really good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Steve Byrne. And Dana goes to Google again. Like, who is Steve Byrne? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. well, you know what? I'm going to do that the all day. I'm going to just. I think especially if you're Asian and you kind of are, you know, you lean in a little bit more to like Asian comics, like in me being half and you too, Steven, right? Oh, like, yeah. Because oh, yeah. so, when we were young, they didn't have any really. Like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know? So then you kind of know, like, you're like, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Like, I know too. I feel like I know too much about Bobby Lee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, when they needed, when back in the day, when they needed an Asian comic, they just had Jim Belushi play them. And before that, it was just Marlon Brando. Yeah, or, or who was the gentleman <laughs> in Breakfast at Tiffany? Breakfast at Tiffany's too. They had that one. Mickey Rooney. Yeah, like, oh, I remember growing up, my grandpa. Yeah. Mickey oh. Rooney. Offensive. I'm not. I'm not kidding about Marlon Brando. He actually played a Japanese guy, like in some movies, um, in the back in the day, like you know, with his eyes taped back, and, and I believe uh, it. that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I believe that 100%. They had, you know what, Native Americans that were white dudes painted dark. Like, rape his co star in one of his films. Who's this? No, you just put it down. Marlon Brando. <laughs> oh, I thought you said Charlie Sheen. I was like, Charlie possibly, Sheen. Possibly. Wait, what about Charlie Brando? <laughs> Charlie Brando, where are we going? Don't talk shit about Charlie Brando. But you know what? I love Charlie Brando. I... <laughs> I I want the self the self esteem of Bobby Lay. Like I oh, yeah, feel what he's doing, yeah. the man okay. is naked all the time and doesn't care about his gut. I oh. want to be that person. <laughs> I so request to turn the lights off. Okay, I want to be that confident. <laughs> I don't know I that he. Be Eric Andre. <laughs> no, I, I don't, don't want to be him. Confidence. I think he just does it. I don't know if it <laughs> actually has to do with confidence though. Yeah. That's I mean, con yeah. that's confidence. I mean, come on. When you have low self-esteem, you're just like, oh, let me cover up. Or, you know, you're you're worried about every little thing. Bobby, Bobby Lee is already like, uh, he's like Jason Mewes in fucking Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, like that whole scene where, oh. you know, wild, wild horses. He does not care. He is that no, person. I want that. Like, I need that in my life. It's funny you mentioned that. I just mentioned I would like to have the confidence of Eric Andre, who ended his comedy special with doing exactly that. No, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's you have to, you just have to admit to yourself that you know you're inadequate in every way, and you don't care. 
and then you can do it. Because right. if you really care too much about what people think and you plan on doing that, your world is going to be crushed. <laughs> right? Because yeah. the thing that people don't realize is nobody's going to live up to your expectations. I'm sorry. It's just, that's just reality. Right? You, no, no, you, nobody. you don't think I know that? I know that. No, I know. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's and that brings us to another question, Salon. Oh, yes. As you started stand-up comedy, did you have those moments of reality coming through and going, oh, sometimes this doesn't go well and I'm going to have to keep going. <laughs> oh God. Of course. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's some, there's so many, you know what they say that like, you're not really doing it until you have, until you bomb, right? Like you, you have to really bomb and no, I've had, I have had some good ones. <laughs> like I, I had a show, I did 20 minutes for these um, nurse practitioners and mm -hmm. it was, just a couple other comics. It was very, you know, tight. And they like, first of all, the setup was weird. We were in the middle of a room. It was like this lit room. They're eating dinner. Did they even care about us being there? But they just, I would say they hated me, but that would be self-conscious. You know what I mean? Maybe it wasn't about me, but it was a terrible setup. And I got paid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, sometimes you just have to eat it and then just keep going, you know, yeah. give up on yourself. Right. And you just kind of tempted of ending your set with glad you didn't laugh. Still got your money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the wine. <laughs> what are you going to do? You know, I oh, mean, yeah. it just sometimes it's not right. Like even even if I think like I do well most of the time and I like, you know, I like my sets. I like I love doing it. and It's fun. And then every now and then it's like, oh, I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was rough. We'll address this to everybody in the room, but we'll have Sue on answer first. Uh, if there was anything you could change in stand-up slash comedy in 2021, what would it be? Well, this is a good question. Okay, so we all know about cancel culture. Nobody's... As a comic, we're not fans, right? I mean, I'm not a fan of cancel culture. I'm not a fan of like everything being so, so politically correct. However, you know, I I don't think we should, uh, you know, yeah, I think if a guy is a rapist, maybe you don't want to have him on your show. I don't know. But, um, you know, I think that there's like a line, right? And so I would like to not have things be so harsh about mm -hmm. You know, it's yeah. like, because like, you're not even having fun. Like you can't, what you can't, who, what are you going to be able to even say? Like, what are you going to talk about? Like, I don't know. It just, it seems a little too rigid. Like it went too far. <laughs> yeah. I get you. I get you. Um, that's my, yeah, I that's don't my like the political, I don't like it either. When you start a show with, Hey, I haven't seen such an ugly audience and they're dicks to you for the next five minutes. It's not nice. Well, yeah. You wonder why. I mean, come on. <laughs> I do enjoy when comics attack the audience because their jokes didn't land. It's the most hilarious thing that I see. It's like you see their downfall play out on stage and you're like, no, stop, stop. But then they keep going and then they're like, you just don't know comedy. This is hilarious. And I'm like, keep going, keep going. Come back, come back with that million dollar check. It's that funny. Just come back with that and we'll, we'll, we'll talk. Right. By the way, if you're ever going to go to one of my shows, that doesn't actually happen. No, yeah, that's not. We, we're all, you know, anybody who's taken any kind of classes in comedy 
or any kind of guidance knows you don't want to just pick apart your audience, you know, like you want them to like you first before you start, you know, <laughs> start picking on people, you know, you're, you're like, do any of a material. Why aren't you guys laughing? Come on. <laughs> I think the problem is you. Um, <laughs> you guys are so unattractive. You don't get this. <laughs> what do you What do you think, Dana? Um, like, I know, <laughs> um, like in terms of like, uh oh, can you? Okay, I was like, can you guys hear me? Mm -hmm. Um, we're still like, I'm. I apologize. I drifted away, but um, we're still. I'm still listening to us talk about cancel culture and and. Yeah, like so. Or what, I'm sorry, what we didn't like about comedy last year. Like, let me just say this: I don't have any complaints, honestly, because as as someone who, you know, like I always tell this kind of this this story about coming back to comedy after like not taking myself seriously as one and dropping back in to stay in October of 2019, and then I look up in February and we've got this other situation, so we're not able to publicly mic. But what Zoom has done is it's it's been, you know, parents complain about Zoom school, but for those of us who are, you know, really, really shaping and refining, we've been in comic Zoom school. And I can't, and, and if I can't complain about the opportunities that comedy Zoom school has presented over for especially for me personally over the last you know whatever now we're whatever we're month 11 of the of the bullshit you know um, <laughs> you know um but um and i would i say this you know definitely um i've been in what america calls a minority group all my life um and and as not as just as a black person but as a as a woman as any you know number of things i think that cancel culture behind, you know, not being PC, but I think that we can all have a greater appreciation for a new normal around, you know, certain things that were okay to say, but are not okay to say. Like, um, like, you know, obviously there's still going to be, and I can only speak for me, there's still going to be a good number of folks who use the N word, mm -hmm. but I think that, and, and certainly comics use it and to comic effect. And, and I don't know that comics are being canceled for, you know, for using it in comedy, but that we have a heightened awareness around it, you know, for, and for any type of slur, like, I'm, you know, I'm talking about me cause I've been black all my life, but you know, Suwan, I know, you know, Stefan, I know, you know, uh, Stacy, I know, you know, Dan, we love you. Um, <laughs> you know hey, I mean? None of ours hurt us. Call me a honky cracker, Whitey. I don't right, give a Right. You know, I, I still have all the land. <laughs> right, right. And that's my point. Like, that's my point. And Nathania, uh, uh, thing you rather talked about like being on like slave plantations and da da da. da. We were like, well, if you're from the South, all of it, you know, a good number of it has blood yeah. on the grass. Yeah. But, um, so, but in that regard, I don't want to get too far because I do understand your point, Suan. I think is, but I think I just, but to the original question, I just can't complain about 2021 um, it, from a comedy standpoint, but am I raring to get onto a stage and get onto a mic and, you know, and get on with it? Of course, of course. But thank God for Zoom Comedy School. I think I'm going to make a t-shirt um, that I graduated <laughs> From Zoom comedy school, like that's what I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it to you. for better or for worse, you know. Yeah, yeah. Is is there any addition or anything you would want to improve to make the experience better or change from 2021 about comedy? Just in general, yeah. Oh, like fuck COVID. Yeah, I mean y'all know the deal. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like the whole reason that this motherfucker is shut down. Could be, 
like yeah. you know turn back the hands of time on that shit do you know yeah. what i'm saying like oh, yeah. if we turn it all the way back to the obama administration when people cared about the possibility of a global pandemic and were willing to stop it and had a commission that mm. would see to it you know what i'm saying so oh yeah it. no that's uh that's one of those things you know uh realizing that uh so many things are shut down and how people are dealing with it. And then you have all these Californians, what moving to Texas because their, their, their stuff is so loose. And then you like, have the, you know, you have the goat getting uh coronavirus, right? Poor Chappelle, man. That's brutal. Uh, wait, go back. <laughs> oh, no, no. A lot of the comedians moved to Texas. I'm not saying he moved to Texas. That's not right, my okay. but they were doing a lot of shows. Dave Chappelle, Joe Rogan, uh, Donnell Rawlings, a lot of the you know amazing comedians that were doing shows up there, and I guess at least from what the podcast I was watching, that they had guests who were uh, hanging out with uh, Chappelle, they were saying that um, one uh, one of the guests brought their guest, and that guest is the one that had the coronavirus, and that's how Dave got it. Because uh, yeah, yeah, you can't I'm, control everybody. <laughs> I'm, I'm under a rock. Dave Chappelle's yeah. coronavirus. Yes. How did I yes. miss that? Like I was, and here's the thing: I was like just going to tell you guys. You like, weren't at that uh, show. Huh? No, it's a good thing. No, none of us are at The next show is totally I was, different. I was just gonna say, our girl Ricky got another like her Emmy. The Emmy. Oh, came I saw that. Me. Congratulations, right, 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 right. So our oh. girl Ricky, one of our first, you know, not first guests, but you know what I'm saying. But like, I didn't know Dave had. Oh my god. Oh yeah, Dave got it. I think Donnell. Maybe I'm 50 50 on that one. I'm not 100. Okay, yeah. I think he might have though. She talked about you love Donnell that night. But Joe didn't get it. Joe Rogan didn't get it. Look at that, that dude is healthy as a horse. So I'm not prejudice, prejudice and racism in the corona season. I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, corona is a racist bastard. Right? <laughs> well, it could also be that he like worked on like crazy. No, yeah, that they, he. Yeah, I mean, he's probably yeah. not exposed to the person because, uh, come on, there's a pretty good likelihood that maybe Chappelle was doing a smoke sesh with everyone, and then somebody. It could have been a joint pass. That's yeah. possible. It's yeah. possible. I mean, you know. it's too though, right? Like he, he imbibes. But, yeah, know, but when people are like trying the guy to that goes to his own car and uses his own pot because, like, that's yours, <laughs> and I don't, I don't want to mix right now. I'm doing a thing, yeah. a cleanse. Well, um, see the thing. This. Too, yeah, the thing is too is that you know we have this uh, string of wanting to be respectful and polite to people, right? So it's really hard for us as human beings, even with coronavirus. I mean, you know, we'll catch ourselves and we'll, oh wait, oh okay, my bad. No, we can't do that. But sometimes you're in the heat of the moment, and someone's passing a joint, and these are all your deep friends. You guys are all in deep. You may not turn that joint down. <laughs> I'm just it's saying. It's not even with a group of friends. People will go ahead and they don't know the person across from them and they'll still take a toke from that blunt. I mean, that's... Oh, no, yeah. You don't want to be doing that these days. <laughs> well, the, However, I used to always check for mouth sores. You always look for mouth sores. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what happened just now? I felt like we were... You got a flashlight? <laughs> Open. <laughs> hey, you want to share this with me? Here, let me see your mouth. No, you look cool. Thanks. <laughs> okay, okay. No, but it, I mean, in, in reality, the, the thing's airborne. Just being within close proximity, you don't have to touch or anything. Just being within that close proximity, you get yeah. it. I mean, that's how I got it. I, no, I it was, yeah. oh, you had it? Oh, my God. Were yeah. you sick? Oh, no. Oh, I was dying. The only good thing that happened over COVID is I lost 10 pounds of the stupid <laughs> quarantine weight I gained. I'm like, do I want COVID again to lose the last 10? <laughs> Um, you're like this muffin is gone. <laughs> you're saying you might recommend it to a friend. 
COVID <laughs> was the most horrible thing I went through. Like, there were days where my eyes hurt so bad I couldn't open them. I had zero energy. I couldn't even light up. A, like, I couldn't even, like, heat up a can of soup. Oh. It was horrible. The only good thing that came out of COVID is I fucking lost weight. Would I do it again? No, I would go freaking ingest a warm and just have that shit be inside of me and then get COVID again. Well, we, we do want to say that we hope that, uh, you know, anybody who has it, and we'll address this also towards Dave Chappelle and anybody else that was uh, around right. that and his family, that they, uh, you know, have a speedy recovery and get healthy again. And, uh, you know. Right. Whew. I'm glad you said that. I thought you were going to say, I suggest you stop having it. And that's not. <laughs> no, I, I don't wish anybody bad, man. Even my enemies, I don't wish, I don't wish any of that on anybody. It's so that's crazy horrible. though, how it, how it is. It's so, it's not only a roller coaster. You don't know exactly what's going to, what, what kind of symptoms are going to hit you. Cause some days you'll be good. And then some days it's the worst, but my grandmother is 69, zero symptoms. She was asymptomatic. Wow. Uh, but Myself, my aunt, who is only in her late 30s, my uncle, who's in his late 30s, we got hit really hard. And you guys know what happened with my grandfather. But yeah. Um, yeah. condolences, condolences, my deepest thanks. condolences. Wow. But, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, my grandmother, nope, nothing. The only thing she got was just a very short, temporary time of loss of taste. That's it. Mm. And she has very strong genetics. Yes. You know what? I am jealous she, she lost her, her sense of taste because. I would have been so freaking skinny by now had I lost my sense of taste. <laughs> the only reason I eat is because I like flavor. Come on, I'm Hispanic. Like, seasoning flavor. Why do you think most white girls are skinny? It's because they don't know how to season their food. Ah, yes. <laughs> Did you think she lost her sense of taste because she, like, started watching OAN or something? <laughs> oh, Wait, What? <laughs> She's like, I'm lost. What? What? <laughs> Sometimes that's the reaction that I like too. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so we don't get too sidetracked. Uh, tell us about Hot Medusa. Yeah, Hot Medusa. Yeah. Oh, thanks. You know, and yeah, Dana's been on the show. Sue, that was so good. It was like, it's just, it's been super fun. It's an all female monthly show, and I host it, produce it through Flappers. And um, I like to have a lot of women of color, um, especially black women headline. And, you know, I mean, I, it doesn't, doesn't have to be, but I, I prefer that. And so I look for women that are headliners that um, are black women, especially because why not? <laughs> you know, I mean, this is the time to promote and to like, let, let's do something, you know, that is positive and good in the world. Um, and, and then, yeah, I'm also cool with having other women headliners. That's oh, yeah. diversity in comedy is a beautiful thing. Diversity yeah. all across entertainment. Right. I have, I have a question though. What I'm curious, how did you come up with the title hot Medusa? Because obviously we all know through Greek mythology who Medusa was. And so, um, I like every, when I started seeing about your show shows, I was actually coveting being on your show long before it was my time, but I was totally like, like so-and-so's on Hot Medusa this month. So-and-so's on Hot Medusa next <laughs> month. I want to be on Hot Medusa, with, you know, and, and then, and, and when I got your email, I was so like touched. I was so excited, but like, how did you come up with the name? Well, you know, um, it started because we were going to open mic. So I, you know, I, right now I produce it by myself, but I used to produce it with Mary Bikay. And then even before that, I started mm -hmm. with two other gals, like it was four of us. 
And um, <clears throat> we all went to the same open mic. There were just so many, you know, those like toxic dudes. I'm sorry, but you know what I mean? It was so yeah. toxic. And it was like, turn these fuckers to stone. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yes>. ah! <laughs> we just needed to have a little extra power like on the, on these guys. And um, I, I it was, it was just, I don't know. We just came up with it because we wanted to do something fun. And then hot Medusa sounds cool to me. Oh, sound, yeah. So you can, that, that sounds like a badass t-shirt too. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Turn, turn dudes to stone and we are waiting on merch. Like I not, like I did hot Medusa. I, like I buy one. Yeah. yeah. And you've got a fantastic lineup coming in February. Like oh Jackie Fabulous is. Yes, tell us about that. Totally oh my God. So good, right? Jackie Fabulous is the headliner. She's from AGT. She's just Ooh. fantastic. She's mm -hmm. really good. Um, there's a lot of other really good comics who, in my brain, like she's like the one person. Um, Casey. Casey Conway from she's from back east. She's a clean comic, a lesbian. She's awesome. Um, God, uh, oh, oh, Byronique Barbie. She's really cool too. I was on a show with her too. She's great. Uh, I, okay, I don't have it in front of me. So all right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you like so you've got Jackie Fabulous headlining. There's you, Keisha Norton, who we've had on the broadcast. Kim Clevenger, who we've had on the broadcast. Uh, Mary Bacay is hosting, who also has her own show uh, that mm -hmm. she just launched um, as well. Um, Joanne Barron, Casey Conley, who you mentioned, and Caroline Hawthorne and Byronie uh, Barbie. You've got this incredible lineup. Uh, and when is that show, Dana? Um, you tell them. because yeah, that's February, oh, February 18th. February and, 18th, okay. Joanne Barron, I actually met her at the Comedy Store. She's She was the principal in This Is 40. She's an actress. She's a, co a comedian. She's been off, I don't know, about on Broadway, maybe off Broadway. Anyway, she's hilarious. Yeah. And uh, also, she's an older lady, so I'm really happy to have her on, too. She's great. Like, hilarious. So, so funny. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes comedy stores can be rough, right? Like if you go to potluck or something like that and you're like waiting around. I mean, I'm they never picked me. They've never I've, you know, I, I don't know how many times I've gone. And, they, yeah. you know, Whitney <laughs> Cummings tells some really crazy stories about doing stand up there, like just yeah. a lot of chauvinistic guys and really sexist. And I'm not. Like, yeah. I'm not one of the guys like I'm not that's not my personality is to yeah. be like one of the dudes like yeah, so neither. <laughs> I believe you. Oh, fuck them. They start wars. I hang out on my own. If you know, when we just had that 2021 conversation, Sorry, I have to say this. Uh, I have to oh, say this. Um, as someone who's, you know, loved comedy forever, you know, tried it, didn't do it, came back. I feel like because of trailblazers and women like you, and even though I've never obviously met Whitney Cummings, but all of the experiences that you guys have had brought us to the place we are now. Mm -hmm. And so like when I'm in, like you just got on clubhouse too. Like, so when I'm in clubhouse rooms and people start talking about how hard it is for women in comedy, I'm not saying that it's not, but what I know for sure is that there are too many safe spaces that women can now find. And I don't know what to compare it to because I don't have another experience on this, this current journey. You know, I started out at, at started out doing mics at Dow, and then from the Dow mic, I learned about the women's 
flappers mic. And even though like somebody, you know, I don't know if you heard about it, but they've ruined the flappers mic and it no longer, the women's flappers mic is gone, but like this jerk wanted to be there. And, you know, and he was told by the host, um, you know, our dear friend, Anna Michelle, that he was not allowed, you know, and he wrote back and told the club that he thought they were sexist. So they've ended that mic. Now, what they created in its place that I went to today was they've created a women's joke workshop that's two hours long. That's one to three. But what I'm saying is I'm I'm willing to bet money, Suwan, that back in the those Laugh Factory days that even and we're talking about like in this millennium, I think it's interesting when we talk about women in comedy, we're not talking about 40 years ago. We're still talking about 2000. We're still yeah. talking about in a new fucking millennium that yeah. women are going to try to do comedy. When I hear wow. Lisa Hunstead stories talking about 1996 and 97, when we're thinking at least from someone who was nowhere near the dream at that moment, I'm thinking these are modern fucking times. Like how, mm. how is this possible? But I say all that to say that you know, off of the the labor, the sweat, the blood, the tears of you guys' experience, we now are in this second decade of the 2000s and this beautiful thing I think is happening. And so whenever people, when I'm talking about comedy, I'm talking about, girl, y'all better get in here. Like, what are you saying right now? They're like, yeah. I mean, there's space, there's room. And if there isn't a mic, because of Zoom school, I'll create a mic. Do you know what I'm yeah, that, that's I, crazy. Somebody you know, got I, I the mic like canceled. So grateful for your work. You know, like the, even though how long has the Hot Medusa show existed? Wow. Not that long. I mean, it's been um, about two years. So, so it's not a two-year-old show, but that is uh, that is. And how long have you been a comic, Suwan? Uh, well, I started in 2009, but I took a big break and then came back to it. So I, I don't know, like I kind of say five years, but I'm not exactly. But I, let's just look at everything. But all, I guess all I'm trying to say is point out is that for your decade or more, you know, this is the fruit of that labor for everybody's experience. You know, Lisa Sunstead, on the other hand, has, you know, she, she's been steady since 96. And for on the backs of that labor, Bobby, you know. We um, love Bobby Oliver. On the backs of that labor, we have the, the moment that we're living in now. So I, I feel like, you know, thank goodness for, for where we are today. And again, I just think that, yeah, the show is only two years old, but all it was, all you know, there's a song, there was an R&B song, like maybe in the 70s, um, and it was called An Overnight Sensation. But the lyric was, but it's been 10 years in the making. Like, I don't know if anybody knows the song, but that's, that's my point. Things, right, right. I know. Right, I'm a little, you know, um, all of these things are decades in the making before they happen. And so, you know, we, you know, we wouldn't have it without your experience. And Is I think there a way to sign a petition to get them to open up another all woman's mic or whatever? It becomes a lawsuit. Liability. Right. It takes one entitled person. How, to, how, to how, it just boggles my mind that somebody would try to claim that shit with how many uh, men, male things that there are that how could like I, if I was the club, I would have backed it off. Well, right. I do have a question for the crowd. Would there be God. anything negative if there was a guy that did a men's only mic? Well, I mean, the, the problem is it, it's I intended mean, to be a safe space. So we could talk about thoughts and women, wieners. But it, it's intended to be a safe space for women because, in reality, when we go to mics, hmm. all you hear are dick jokes or women are bitches or. You know, there's a lot of hostility towards women or if women go on stage and they want to talk about 
uh, ovulating, periods, <laughs> sexual discharge. Men are cringing, right? So oh, this yeah. is an opportunity. Wait, sexual discharge, is that a way that you leave the military? Or oh, what, totally. how is that? Totally. Oh, I mean, God, you know what I mean. Anyway. No, I know, I know uh, the question that, you know what? they The, the, the men only mics uh, did have a name. And do you know what they were called? Open mics. I've never I haven't been in an open mic like that yet but I think it's because I started during the corona time so I'm on Zoom mics right, right. Guys, I'm not going to do that uh, open mic on Zoom Zoom is for the queers right yeah right yeah, okay. people are very hey can I borrow a dollar honestly yeah, I, I, I enjoy them and I'm really bummed out about it because when they when I would go to these mics in person it was nice not to me feel uncomfortable by a mm. guy approaching you trying to initiate conversation. Like, yeah. okay, you're hitting on me. I politely try to tell you to go away. Right. You're still not getting the attention. And it, it was a common instance when every time I go to mics, especially going to mics late at night, people have been drinking. So it's nice to have a safe haven. If you identify as a woman, perfect. Come on over. The only thing is, just be respectful and mindful that this is our place because other people make us uncomfortable at other places. Like I'm bond, but I understand legal technicality over it, but it just takes right. one entitled douchebag to ruin wow. everything. Yeah. That, like, that upsets me. That upsets me. Sorry. Go ahead. You're, you're, they're, like people, men, those who are that way, ex except you, Dan, uh, Dan and Stefan, y'all want to police your Sometimes, space. Sometimes. my wife. Right. You, I can you know, be a dick. I, I'm sorry. I drink sometimes. <laughs> They police, they want to police the safe space, but where were you to help keep us safe? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like all of a sudden you think that it's not fair for us to have a safe space, but which of you ever did anything for us to feel safe in the, you know, in this previous iteration for that space? You know, y'all, unfortunately y'all, y'all know I've been black all my life. I've been fighting a long time. So I have all the arguments, you know, at the top, <laughs> of, you know, at the top of mind. Cause that the same thing has always been said about black people. Well, what if, what if white people wanted a month? I was like, you do, you have the other e fucking 11. Like, what are you, what are you saying right now? How you many know, hundreds of calendar. years? How many hundreds of years? <laughs> <How> many, <laughs> someone. So when, so when the, so when the whiz was coming on TV about three years ago, someone actually put on Twitter, like, what if we wanted to make a white version of the whiz? Oh okay. my God. Right. <laughs> you made one with exactly. Me. Oh, exactly. Oh, but there is a there is a comedian that oh dude, what is it, Kurt Braunelager or something? Because he grew up in a, like in the Midwest in an all-white town, and they want to do the whiz, and they only had white people to do it, so they still wanted to do it. So they did an all-white whiz just because they didn't have any black people in their school to do it. <laughs> oh my god! As long as their heart's in the right place, like right? their heart that's, wasn't in the wrong place. Say, if it's just because of that, it's like ah, we can't Who get anybody. Who played That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I need to know. Who was Evelyn? Yeah. That's what I need you to know. know. I I I'm I'm ashamed. And it uh, disgusts me that somebody would go and destroy a safe place for people to go to express themselves. It's like, I if you don't you... like it, don't go. Yeah, That's it. It's I mean, you know what's crazy? Wait, what'd you say, Suwan? It's great what? Well, I mean, like, it's like, he's really taking that in. Like, um, you yes. know, yeah, it's true. And it's it's just true because going to open mics it's exactly what stacy said like where i've been on plenty of mics where i was the only woman and then a guy would stand up there and say like how he hates all these women's voices like all these women are assholes and like all like and then i and then i'm going up 
And I'm like, okay, <laughs> right. You know, or, or, or be it a mic where a guy would just like be so perpetual on this like sexual energy stuff. Mm. And then just, I'm the only one, I'm the only woman there staring at me. Like, and it's just so uncomfortable. And so it doesn't make you want to go up and go, sounds like someone hasn't been laid in years. Forever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, you don't uh, open mics are it's like they haven't eaten days. They're just determined and eager, and they're like staring at you directly, like oh, I'm trying to make eye contact. Look in my eyes. Look in my eyes. That's where that's where it's like you got you know it gets me thinking. Are they doing this? I think there's intention intention to this, right? Because why go to a mic? Just to say, I mean, I get certain jokes. Okay, if you got two jokes about your wiener, whatever, dude. They're probably not funny anyway, but whatever. But if you got a whole set, like a whole, what, five or ten minutes on just stuff about, I mean, come on, dude. Really? I I personally (laughs) think it's more of an attempt to, it's not an equality thing. It's, um, if you don't let me in, I'm going to get a lawyer and I'm going to use this to my advantage. (sighs) Because that's what it's meant to be. Again, it's meant to be a safe space. You have other mics available to you through that same venue and you're making a big deal out of this one that only does that happens once a week. You're you're doing it as an attempt Mm -hmm. to, you know, threaten a lawsuit so you can get an easy paycheck. That's that's the way that I see it. And I'm serious. If there is a petition or there's a way to have them even fight to get that back or a way to move it somewhere else. And anybody needs help setting that up, let me know because I want. I want to. I would it's love to be a part of that. It's not a petition thing. It becomes again like yeah. a sus- you become susceptible for a lawsuit, yeah. and you you know it. It's already difficult enough. And I love flappers. Flappers is like home. It, it was always yeah. a stage that I love performing at. Um, that's they're sad, already man. going through Jeez. enough struggles as it is now. Financially, yeah. And it's not worth going through another potential one just yeah, because someone's yeah. being an yeah. asshole. It's well, true. It's Maybe different. we might just have to create a uh, safe space Zoom open mic for all females, and you know, no guy is allowed. You know, I, you know what? In reality, I, I will just up. run it and giggle in the back. But Bobby Oliver does. Yeah. I think we're so grateful for Bobby. I have oh, yeah. my schedule has been crazy, but Bobby does that, and she always says that she knows that what she's doing is not, you know, um, is not above the law, um, but. You know, but she's going to do it as long as, you know, she can. And, and, so- and people should be fine with that. I don't understand. That's what that weirds me out that there's a guy and not to drag this on any longer, but that weirds me out that there's a guy who's offended that there's an all ladies thing. Like there's we like you had cigar clubs girls. and golf. You had cigar cigar clubs and golf places that didn't allow women for how many decades. And you're mad that there's a safe space for uh, nice ladies to do comedy stuff. Like, are you like, Really? It's not an offense because there are multiple women's open mics available online. He's not Mm -hmm. going towards that. He's going to the one that has a big name behind it that he potentially can sue for. Right, right. He's going towards the one that can give him an easy paycheck. He's not going after the – if you guys were to do your own open mics over women only, the reality is he's not going to go ahead and get the distance over it. He's going to go to the one that's a big company that he can say Mm -hmm. Well, if you don't do it, I'm gonna sue you. Ah, that's so crazy. We should test this with a furries only mic and see how it goes. <laughs> furries only. Oh lord. And then that, again, this is all allegedly. I don't know what's going on. No, that, that's don't upsetting. sue me. Wait, no, that's what you're saying. Out of a furry? <laughs> what? Yeah. 
That's just that, I'm just saying that's upsetting, you know. That I yeah. wow. Shame, shame on that individual for uh right. putting uh what is it uh messing without I'm trying to remember how the hell I said it last time. Damn it. You know, who you I just invited to the party cuz you suck, now deal with it. Well, mm -hmm. there's that and why would you want to yuck up someone's yum? Right? right. Why would you want to yuck up someone's yum? That's just I don't I don't understand that. <laughs> that sounds really really erotic sometimes. Oh, holy lord! Get your mind I've never heard that before. What does that mean? They say that at like landmark, right? Like that's I mean that's where I that's where I know it from is yeah. the you know, landmark people that used to say that. What is it sounds like a hit. It sounds like someone hitting on you. They're like, it's, "Hey, baby, it's, mind if I yuck up your yum?" I mean, it's it's just basically like this, right? If just because you hate apple pie doesn't mean they have to stop serving it, right? Don't yeah. fuck up apple pie for everybody else. Yeah, don't just because you don't pie. like it, right? So let everybody have their fucking pie, man, right. assholes. <laughs> and if they have, if they have the Boston clam chowder, don't don't come in here with the. Oh wait, which one's the one that's good? Boston. I know. Not that, not that not that red clam chowder. Like no, like I I remember being a kid and loving clam chowder, and then like I ordered it one place, they brought it by, and I said, "Do you hate me?" And the waiter just cried. Oh my god! Don't talk about food. I'm so hungry right now. Yeah, Stacy is starving herself right now. I am. How'd you know? <laughs> <laughs> I get those last ten off. Oh my! Oh my! Uh, so we also. Uh, so you want to agree to stay to tackle uh, one of our uh, topics. Yeah, we uh, our, a contract. Our next topic. <laughs> I think you might like this one. This is a very interesting one. Could be controversial. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, let's pull this up uh, right here. Let's see here. Oh, you made a thing. He made yes. a thing. Here we go, guys. Messed up things our grandparents said. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, can I go first? <laughs> I can't see. I can't see your presentation. Did you put it up, or is it just no, my? No, it's internet? just a thing, bro. It's a thing. <laughs> oh, you put. Oh, you put up the thing in the bottom. Okay. Bottom. bottom. <laughs> Not my bottom. Oh, my, I'm gonna tell you, uh, just because it's the craziest <laughs> thing I ever heard, and I don't think it'll get even crazier than that. Uh, my grandfather told me that his father killed a man in the village because a male witch told him to do it or they'd be cursed forever. Holy so Lord. my That's... grandfather's father committed murder so he would avoid being cursed. Well, you top mine. <laughs> the top's mine. I can't beat that. By the blue honey. <laughs> I'll give you a... Yeah. <laughs> wow. Mine, mine suck now. <laughs> Somebody got killed. <laughs> Apparently, oh, did, they, or did, he, he did it? Did he kill him? He did. He killed it. Uh, so yeah, he's I, like, here's a finger if, bone. I carry it around to remind myself. I don't know if I'm like blown away by the fact that, Crazy. like the other guy. Ah, but um, I'm still like, there's a male witch. Was one of the things that I was like a male witch in in a village. That one was like it seemed like you know it seemed like a Renaissance type thing, but it was literally probably like what 70, 60 years ago, maybe. Um, the proper term is man witch. Oh yeah. Oh my! Not a warlock. It's a man witch. Yeah, 
my oh friend my Joe tells me these things. You oh, are talking friend. about food. <laughs> <laughs> but who, who thinks that committing murder is going to remove a curse? Like that one really. Well, like... I mean, society has always and still is because obviously we see what happened in DC, gullible, right? Mm-hmm. We just have we have to understand that not everybody's odd, you know, not everybody sees the <laughs> the waves, man, wow. the intelligence waves. Uh, anyone else? <laughs> you can, it, it, whoever wants to go. Stop that. <laughs> I have something that my auntie said that is not from my, it's not grandparents, but it's uh, an auntie, yeah. an older auntie. She's, she used to say that I should have three men. Um, one to yeah, right, which I don't want any men, but that's fine. <laughs> Wait, uh, is this go fuck Mary Kill? No, right? Oh, yeah, no. Okay. like she's not that cool. Uh, no, she's, but yeah, yeah. I to marry um, one who will um, have sex, you want to have sex with, and then one that'll just be like a friend. So, oh my God, like, she's so smart. I love it. <laughs> right? And the married, the married one, obviously, it's just like to live and like have a nice life. And then, but then you have like a, right? Like they have, like, have sex with like a side dude. Someone on the side. I love that. It's like a rotation. <laughs> Like right? today you'll be number one. Today you'll be number two. I'm too tired for number three. <laughs> I was, and she was no like beauty queen or anything like that. But I think maybe she had been like kind of hurt, you know. And like she was mm. like, "This is what you need to do." And I was like, "All right." <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not bad advice. Not no, it's incredible I'm, advice. Bad for the guy that gets friend zone until he kills you later. Maybe that's like the retirement plan. Like, oh lord. <laughs> eventually, he's not going to take it and. <laughs> that's it <laughs> like you know i don't know what guy you're gonna find that just friend zones for a while maybe witness protection program something like that oh, no. I don't know. I think friend zones is more of like you're being naive like either the person has communicated to you that they do not see you romantically and you're just still holding on to hope which you shouldn't <laughs> be doing because hello they're telling you no or until we're 25 we're always money. holding on to hope or, or somebody's leading you on and you're just too dumb to see it like yeah that that's where i've told my friends and not to get too sidetracked but i've told my friends especially one particularly get involved in activities whether it's joining a chess club math club i don't care learn to golf do uh take up stand-up comedy classes take up film classes whatever you can do right broaden your horizons talk to a lot of different people and then it'll be easier when you find or meet somebody that you like. All right. Make sure it's something you like. Well, I'm just saying, because if you're not uh, working on your communication skills, how are you going to talk to a lady if you're not even trying to do something with yourself? I don't know. That's just my opinion. <laughs> you said if you're not trying to do something with yourself. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I'm saying, but just as a, that sounds like grandparent vernacular. Just let me just say this: that's, that's, you know, if you're not trying to do something with yourself, that's how grandparents. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's what they say. Well, uh, I Nick had, had a very funny grandmother. Uh, Nick, Nick had one that I can beat. He his uh his uh one in the uh his first one there, the ah one, the ang. Oh, that one. So he says, mm. I always hated how my grandparents or say that generation always referred to African-American culture as colored people. It drove me nuts every time I heard them say that. We grew up in West Covina, damn it. <laughs> um, so so uh, Nick knows that we. I've, I've known a grandparent that lived in uh, Brook, Brookfield, Chicago. It used to be called Hollywood. Mm. And we went 
we we're like, okay, grandma, when are we going to go to Chicago? She goes, well, you can only go certain types of day. <laughs> Otherwise the chocolate drops will be out. And I'm like, what did you just say? Yeah. Don't wow. worry. She's dead now. And she doesn't watch the show. Um, but like, <laughs> I was I'm just glad like, I wasn't born little, back then. It's a little California. I had never heard that. And she just said it now, mind you, this lady was so old. Okay. Mm. That when my brother said Kung Fu once, she washed his mouth out with soap. She's from that time. Cause he said Kung Fu. <laughs> ah, common words. Wow. You know what? I, here's the thing. As a chocolate drop, let me just say this. <laughs> That's insane. Wow. Yeah. like chocolate drops. I was gonna say, the, the idea of what she's mm. saying is wrong, but I can't, I have to give her, I have to give her some props because in her day they were using other words and chocolate drop True. was not one of them. Um, you know, obviously what mm. she's inferring is problematic, but I'm not mad because uh, I consider myself a chocolate drop just right now. <laughs> You're right. Damn, she, was, actually... she was sweet for a time. Yes. She, yeah, was, yes. she was one of those ladies that's like, well, mm. she was, yeah, I, I could see it that way. But the first time. Even and even if even if in her private moments, not around the children, she did use another word. I have to say that I respect the fact that she didn't <laughs> use other words that would give mm. that children are going to repeat and become part of how they think and the vernacular. At least she gave us the humanity of being a chocolate drop, even if she disagreed <laughs> with her perception of what the chocolate drops were doing in Chicago at certain times of day. Yeah, that ought to be honest. I've never heard that before. That's the first time I've ever heard that. And here's we don't get kind we commonly don't get called chocolate drops by racist people. Let's just let me be clear about that part too. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to say I, I gotta say the the one that my friend thought was funny for years and he, just because he watched a lot of like 70s shows and everything he he wasn't really, he just thought it was funny was that some people would say oh you're going to blah 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 hey it gets dark early over there it's like what did you just uh, say <laughs> you're like, uh, like he's like like uh i have a friend that uh he loves like uh, the 70s movies and they would say that and that's the guy that's gonna get beat up later on in the movies he watches <laughs> But you know what? I hate using African American because not all black people are from Africa. I feel like it's a stereotype like calling Asian people Chinese automatically. I hate Well what do you call Idris Elba? What do you call what? Idris Elba, he's British. Oh, Idris. Oh, I was you just said it, then You called him British. So you brought right. up something very powerful yes. to say. Uh, so a couple of things. Um <laughs> you know, I, I, I hear you. Um obviously, you know, I don't agree. Um Afro African American doesn't, for at least for my money, doesn't equate to stereotype. But you know, it was a normalized term because of the other terms: the colored, the Negro, the this, the blacks. You know, like all of these things. It was a normalized term because the the fact is anybody of of that is black is of African descent. Now, whether you were dropped off in some of the other places in the water. Puerto Rico, uh, Brazil, whatever, if you want to become that, you know, you know, strict about it. So many are of African descent. I am of African descent. Now I've never been to the continent, but I wouldn't sit here and say, well, I don't whatever. And if you saw school days, obviously we remember what Giancarlo oh, is. I'm not from Africa. I'm not from the jungles. Motown is my, you know, but all, all we're trying to do all, you know, when Jesse Jackson helped to normalize a term in the 80s, understand again what I thought were modern times, it was just the idea that we are not black people, we are not Negroes, we are not these things that other people have decided. African, I, the, the idea behind the term African-American was that we have the right to decide 
what should we how we should be labeled and how we should be called it mm. is you know and 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 every every group of people whether brought to the country by force or by you know or by choice has a right to say i am this thing and i mm. get a say in what i am called the problem with all those other terms was that that was somebody else's decision about who they thought we were attempting to reflect it back to us and mm. so um but on just but you know and then like i said and, and under it all everyone even Jamaicans, again, represent a group of people that were dropped off at one point from the continent. Like, I mean, we, you know, and you can, everybody can look that up. There's a Fader magazine did an incredible, um, an incredible animation years ago that was online. And it actually had done enough research to do animations for ships of Africans coming off the continent. And if you click the ship, it the, the flag for the company the country that colonized it came up how many slaves were on that ship came up how many people had died and how many people had made it and of the what 12 million america only got 3 uh brazil got the lion's share of africans yeah. coming out of the continent like if you like so when you get down to it so mm. not to get you know i i love ted talk territory hopefully someone will give me one one day <laughs> but i share all that to say that that term has it's you know is 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 a wonderful fair and self representative term compared to the other ones were at up to that point. Yeah. I like and, that. Yeah, that was my always thing because I I would have personally felt like, and again I the only reason I'm saying is I get called Mexican all the time and it bugs the shit out of me because I'm like I'm not Mexican, right? Um, Salvadorian, that's how right? I would see it. Well, yeah, I'm a mix, but okay. the assumption is because of the color of my skin, mm. I am automatically Mexican. That is it. so. <sighs> but luckily, we have the term Hispanic or Latin. We have that. Latinx. Yeah, people say Latinx too. And because of the assumption of the color of my skin, they think I can afford that loan. <laughs> I mean, that's why I always, to me, I would have felt like African American was a stereotype, especially like if you were to tell uh, a, a black person from Cuba, you know, it'd be like, I'm not, I'm not from there. Like, but, yeah, I, but the, the person from Cuba has the blessing of having a land to claim. Understand yet again, for those who are descendants of those brought from the continent, we don't have a land to claim. And of course, being in this country, it was made very clear that we couldn't yeah. claim this one. We could work it. We could pick its cotton. Yeah. We could pick its tobacco, but we couldn't claim it. Yeah. So even could have. I, we weren't here first. I agree. <laughs> you could have been the because, second wave. <laughs> you, know, you, you have to. I think the thing to your point, though, Stacey, I'll say this. I think the thing that that people then look at it and say it's a problem is because they think strictly in terms of geography. Because I, I respect the fact that you have geography. And so your your issue is a that that calling you Mexican is inaccurate. That's first. Um just inaccurate. And then um you you know you of all your descendants there is land to claim there is language to claim as a person of African descent having been born in this country, not ever visiting Africa, the only language I have is English. Th those two years of French and those two years of Latin in high school, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, that's all what it is. But my, you know, my point on the serious tip though, is there's so much that goes with that. And I get that on its face, you're trying to assume like so many who argue the same point that, well, y'all didn't come from the continent, but it's it's so much, it's, it's a, it's a um, what's that word? It is a intangible concept, not so much one that is a landlocked idea. You know what I'm saying? You have the yeah. blessing of knowing that if you leave this American soil, you can go somewhere where you're actually from, where your people are actually from. If I leave this American soil, I got to do a 23andMe test 
first to even have some idea of where, where I come from, damn it. Yeah, where <laughs> I come from. So I kind of have to also because I don't I don't know where I'm from nor care, I guess. But that's my own apathy. But Nick did say something interesting. He said, even saying African American or Mexican as a white boy bothers me. Why can't we just say brother from another mother? And we say that too, Nick. We say that too. We say that too. And then he has another one, or uh, or sister from another mister. I say that too, Nick. I say that. And that becomes like a Mori episode. Mori episode. Oh, man. My, my grandpa, he had a lot of you know, depending on whether you're talking about my Japanese grandpa or you're talking about my white grandpa, and both had very interesting, uh, salty, salty sailor things to say. Um, you know, my my uh, who is it? My uh, uh, salty hmm. sailor. I love it. My yeah, the uh, white grandpa would say, "Don't marry outside your race," right? And it's like. What? <laughs> Wait, uh, if they didn't do that, I wouldn't be here, Grandpa. <laughs> exactly, right? So right there was kind of like an insult, right? Mm -hmm. Technically. And so, you know, he would say that, and I'd just think to myself, what? what? Or maybe he was super picky. He's like, no, you have to find another half Asian, half white person. I don't know, man. Just like you, because I want to see what happens or, like in the next generation before I die. Or maybe he was saying, you can't marry no white people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was, such a great point, Stefan. I love the way you frame that because that's you know, I like because I, I I was told by my dad, don't bring no, my dad said to this house, and it was essentially the same thing. Don't bring the white boys, that's what my dad don't bring my you know, to take it a step further. I don't want to, you know, we know more than we know because we were given bad African stereotypes, you know, whatever we what we emulate. At one point, people put down. My dad would say, "Don't bring no Africans. Don't bring no." You know what I'm saying? Like this. My dad went right, right. Look at your face, Stacey. I agree. I agree. I agree. But this was, you know. But people thought people thought that uh, Negro and colored were okay words. Like we all evolve. You know what I'm saying? My dad grew too. So you know. And there are, you know, in every race, there are uh, people who consider different classes within even the race itself. Example: I lived in an apartment in a not great neighborhood. My mom ran it, and uh, two of the tenants, one was literally from Africa, the other, goes, the other guy was from Jamaica. They didn't like each other. They literally did not like each other, okay? And I don't mean like, they didn't like each other, okay? <laughs> like, I remember my mom having to listen to complaints about one or the other. They'd come down and complain about the other. Oh, yeah, it was crazy. Wow. Well, I mean, I just because we share the same tone of skin doesn't mean we have, you know, we're all in unity and like each other. I mean, that, that, Right. No, no, it's I know. Just, it's well, just everybody's like... got assholes. Oh, they all racist. Yes. You know, and that's why we started reality shows so they can live somewhere else for a while on camera, so we know where they are. But I you think know. it's all an amazing evolution. I think it's just people growing to understand and you know and accept whether you. We don't have to become loving friends, you know, but just an acceptance, you know. Oh yeah, and then we'd have people with saggy pants walk by the window. This is my white grandpa. And oh, they're all gangbangers. They're all gangbangers. Said said Marjorie Taylor Green, right? I'm like, what? What? I said, well, Grandpa, what if he can't afford a belt? Ah, no, he's a gangbanger. <laughs> it's like what? What if what if what if he's not a gangbanger? What if he's really proud of how expensive those boxers are? Because somewhere that could, there you go, right? Like he's I like, get pissed every time I go to buy underwear. I'm like, Jesus Christ! I'm no one sees these. 
No, there's a reason though. There's a reason. <laughs> like, why are they expensive? You know, because you need them. And then Suwan, you know, Suwan, in your formative years, were you ever bullied or you know any of those things for um your heritage and you know having a mixed heritage? Um, you know, do, uh, do it, and do you think it, any any of it informs your comedy today? <laughs> Uh, for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just, of course, mm -hmm. I, I got in fights. I mean, I, you know, oh God, there's so many different things. I, so many, you know, like I got in fights for being called chink. Um, mm. That was a thing at one point. Of course, um, of course. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm your age. Did you whoop them up? Did you whoop, did you whoop the ass? You know. Yeah, actually, I, got, I got him pretty good. I did. I clipped this chick in the jaw once. <laughs> I ran after her because I was like, no. <laughs> um, and then and just uh, just, you know, so much confusion, even like in my own house. So mm. yeah, just in my own house, uh, it was just like so I don't know if you guys all know my dad's black, but he's very light skinned. So mm. he asked for being white, you know, and so that's a weird that's a weird place that's a weird thing to negotiate and understand like as a kid when you're growing up you don't know why your dad did that that doesn't even make sense like why aren't you proud of yourself but well so my joke is he only got pulled over caucasianally ah. <laughs> very good joke very good joke well somebody like had to explain why your hair wasn't straight somebody had to explain that's <laughs> right exactly <laughs> somehow i had to figure it out and then my brother had darker skin than me and his hair was a little bit more curlier and so and that's how all my family was like my dad was lighter my aunt was a little bit darker my uncle's a little bit darker everybody's all mixed mm -hmm. and so you know it was like it was it seemed very strange you know like mm -hmm. what are we all talking about why is there so much discord but right. you know my dad grew up at like the time of the depression you know <laughs> world war ii wow yeah this is like a whole different mindset right. you know oh, yeah. you can't right. even when my parents got married black and white people it was not legal for them to get married right so i mean my they my mom didn't have the on-screen kiss yet on star trek right what's that Oh, they no, don't even no. have the on-screen kiss on Star Trek yet? No, that's right, way right. My dad was born in 34, Suwan, so I know. My dad was born in 34. Like, so yeah, I'm yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. yeah. So this is just like a different time, you know, and people right. had, but such a different, it was so much harder. Right. And my mom came out of the war in Korea. So um, also, you know, from, that's just a whole different when you come from where you really have to survive, then I have to give them a lot of, you know, space. Yeah. yeah. Cause and then, and then even like my name, you know, when you were growing up who you have a weird name, you're like, what is this name? <laughs> like, you know, even that's like, you get, I got bullied for that, you know, just mm -hmm. for that, like, even not, like even in into my twenties and thirties, like people being hostile, like what? Why do you? Why can't you just? Why can't we just call you Sue? Why don't you fuck <laughs> off? Why? That's not my motherfucking name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I've actually never been bullied for my race. I was bullied for my um personality. Oh, <laughs> so that makes sense. That's, that's what. Yeah. You know, because I was like this as a kid. They're like, "What the fuck is wrong with?" You? <laughs> what were you saying, Stacey? I was just going to ask you one. Uh, you have such diverse, like your, you know, your dad's, your dad's black, your mom's Korean. Did you feel that you had kind of like an identity crisis growing up? Thanks. Like, 
Yeah, I, I, I can only imagine. Like, I, your food must must have been incredible growing up because seasoning <laughs> flavored. But yeah. I, I, I really am curious to find out how was it in reference to that, like finding out, you know, your like where you was your mom really like trying to push a lot of culture uh was your dad trying to also put a lot of culture like how was that growing up uh i think to be honest they wanted me to be white as possible mm. so that's that was what they wanted i think my mom didn't push culture she just she was culture you know like that's <laughs> You can't help it, right? Because like she's so embedded with her food and language. I don't speak Korean, so um, I yeah, I don't have I don't have any of it. Like I I can count to ten, and I can like you know I could do like a hello and I know hello. That's all I know. That's it. That is it. But um, I don't have anything else. So you know, and it's it's kind of tough because then also like having family that like I, my auntie like thought that my mom didn't like her that was probably true you know and that's also <laughs> you know and that's confusing too because like i was closer to my dad's side of the family because i don't have the language on my mom's side but then mm -hmm. when people look at me most of the time they're just like oh you're asian and i'm just like uh okay <laughs> you <know>? right <laughs> well like, you know what that's the, that's the reason i asked is um I'm just straight out Hispanic, but with, when it comes to the back in, in reference to culture, when I hang out with my family, who I feel like I'm not Hispanic enough. Mm. And then when I hang out with my, my friends, uh, I have a group of friends and sometimes I feel like I'm too Hispanic when I hang out with a certain group of friends. So, but I can only imagine in reference to that, like when you're with your, your mom's side of the family, you feel like you're not enough. You're not, you're not Asian enough. Or when you hang out with your dad's side of the family, you feel like, you know, you're not, it, it so to me, it's, a, and I really hope I don't offend you. I'm just really like, how does that work? Like, how do you have like a whole identity thing? But I, I'm so glad you answered that. Yeah, it was confusing for sure. And, um, I think that when I was coming up in LA, there were also a lot less, there's a lot of Korean people around now, you know, there's a ton, right? Obviously, you know, we got, a, we got an H Mart right across the street for me. The community is like huge, but even when I, when I was growing up, it wasn't, it was not that big. I mean, in the seventies. Right. And uh, like I was, I was, you know, here. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, it was, like it was just different like to be different would felt kind of painful and then especially when you're just growing up around you know, mostly white kids right and and <laughs> it just i was like oh okay like you just have to try to figure it out but then you know that you stick out like a sore thumb and then, and it's fine until someone really makes a big fuss about it right mm -hmm. and then or or it was also confusing we actually there was a black family that moved in down the street when i was um really young in elementary school and both of my parents didn't let us play with them and there was a girl that was my age and i was like you guys are racist so i'm like calling my parents racist both of them because you know like okay you guys are racist what's wrong with you but they also my dad was afraid i would be associated like so this is like such, such shame and internal, like the, like fear, 
You know, sounds you, like some Bridgerton stuff, except. <laughs> Oh man. It was all Bridgerton. <laughs> no, this it's real. It was fear, you know. Wow. That they wouldn't let you, that yeah, that they wouldn't I mean, I hear the I know it was the time, but like both your parents, that's that's tough. Let that's me tough. okay, so this is I know and I know we've like, you know, we've kept you all night long. Like <laughs> how, like how how did you guys know that your dad was passing? Like, at what point did were you helped to understand that he's a black man passing for white? Like, did you guys believe he was white for a long time? Like, what happened? Oh, that's such a yeah. We thought he was white. <laughs> we thought he was white. We thought, no, this is no joke. We found out that he was black, that we were black, um, when I was like, I don't know, like early teens, like thirteen or something like that. Yeah. And that was also so wild because I got my like so my brother went to go play baseball and you got to get your birth certificate from downtown. And that's the one that lists your parents race. So, you know, my dad, it said Negro on my birth. It says it on my birth certificate for my dad. And we're like, wow, Negro, huh? Like we this is like the first like we brought this to my dad. Like this is something that we need to talk about. But then everything became clear because like I just didn't even see my parent. Like I didn't see my dad's race. I didn't see my auntie's race until once I knew Then I was like, oh, of course, she's a black woman. (laughs) There was no doubt, you know, but I didn't see it until I because I didn't know. And that's that's something my grandpa brought to my attention a long time ago, too. There, There was a point. I know a lot of us complain now about job applications. Oh, it doesn't list my race. I mean, but imagine living in those times, you had two options. You were either black or you were white. That was it. And the white people didn't see anything else. It it didn't matter. (laughs) Like I'm Chinese. I I don't care. (laughs) That's the notorious thing, right? That's what they ended up talking about. My dad ended up talking about it a lot. Like, you know, if you were one drop, if which what's, well, you would just be considered black. Yeah. Well, I mean, my dad was half. Both of his parents were mixed. Wow. But they were yeah. both mixed, you know, yeah. like black. And but even the so Native Americans, crazy. same, same. Oh my gosh, you need a show. Like, I'm so. You need a docu-series. Like, yeah. I, I, I wish they had been with you, you know, like, you yeah. gotta go back and talk about that. I mean, we're here for it, though, Suwan. Oh, thank you. Right. I know. I Well, I, I, to me, it's fascinating because it's like an interesting kind of thing in history that happened, right? Like that my mm-hmm. dad joined World War II after Roosevelt desegregated it. But, you know, it was mm-hmm. still it was still segregated, of course. Mm. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. But you're not the only one. I'm, you know, I'm definitely curious as to, you know, the, the, the stories of others of finding out that, you know, because we've seen every now and then we see something on Oprah. But I think your story is, you know. Amazing, because I've heard you talk about it obviously on stage before, but just I, like that's that part I've I didn't know. Like y'all were thirteen, so you like you were you were at an age where like I, you know to be respectful, he had to answer your question, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like if you're six, you know they can kind of play you off, but well, <laughs> yeah, and that's why it was always so curious. You know, we'd ask, we you know I'd grow up be like, well, okay, well people are asking me, what are we? What are we? And then, so obviously the mom side, Korean, we got that taken care of, but the dad side would kind of always change every couple of years. Like it would be like, Oh, we're French. We're French and native American. Like that would come along a little few years later. Like, okay, well, let me ask again. Let's what can, what else are we going to get out of this? He added Irish at one point, 
And, uh, but, you know, then when we got the birth certificate, I, I was like, oh, look at this. It all plays out, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I so... did have one grandparent stuff in that, that told me on those tests where they ask you what your race is, you know, those standardized tests. Mm. He told me that I should put Asian because they give you extra points. <laughs> oh, is that right? Lord. I think they take, think they take points away. I think they yeah, I agree. Away. They might take points away. <laughs> what were we gonna say, Stacy? Sorry. <laughs> no, I was just gonna mention. I mean, the the things her father did to, uh, you know, it's survival. Oh know? yeah. Well, that was that was survival. how my uh, my Japanese grandpa. It's the same thing. When we grew up, he was in an internment camp. He uh, I forget. I don't I don't remember which war he was in. And uh, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. And so you know, he went into the Air Force. He was in an internment camp. And so when we grew up hanging around him, certain things I didn't quite get because the way he would talk, mm. because he liked to, and you know, not to throw this out there to be racist to any culture, but he would say Jap a lot, right? So we're hanging out, and then I hear Jap this, Jap that, and I'm just like, yeah. I look at my mom, I'm like he's he's Japanese, right? Like, because I was a kid, I didn't know that. I'm like, why is he? What what? I was confused. And then right. as I got older, I was like, wow, he does he like hate Japanese people now? Like he, he and I, I would still even ask myself at a point, he, he knows he's Japanese, right? Or was wow. he particularly using that word in reference to um enemy Japanese soldiers? No, general? no, no. I think he just meant Japanese people in general. Huh. Like I, I honestly at a certain point in my life, and I could be wrong about this, but at a certain point in my life. I swear he might have been like a, a, a white man from the 50s, <laughs> like without even realizing he was Japanese. That's what it seemed like to me with it's maybe like, for all the stuff that happened to him, possibly. It's that internalized racism. It is. I was going to yeah. say that every everyone was trying to emulate what was, you know, the most accepted culture. And, you know, even like, you know, mm -hmm. again, my, um, my dad, when we moved to New Orleans, if you've ever visited New Orleans, there's the dialect or the accent rather, not dialect. is very, very clear. <laughs> And people always say to me, oh, you don't have a Southern accent. Well, my dad in 1981 said, don't start talking like them here. And in an effort, like it wasn't my intention. And I, and my dad, I love my dad. Like we had, a, we had this come to Jesus the other day. And my dad says, and I, and I, I, I understand that he was trying to survive and he was trying to develop in us whatever we would need to make it in the world as he understood it at that time. Yeah. But in an effort to then not pick up the New Orleans, you know, accent, I ended up losing, you know, everything. And it's not, so I'm just saying, so these ideas of what to emulate so that you can, you, you know, obviously there would be no way to pass skin wise, but we are all, our parents, our grandparents come from a time where if you were not white, you were trying to be acceptable and accepted. Right. And yeah. that's then what you pass down to your children until, until they're 13 and find your birth certificate and find that it's all been, <laughs> You know, had to. You know, yeah. You know, well, I, I did grow up during the Reagan years. Like that's when I was a kid, and so I have to admit I'm a little racist against some um, white people that wear ties. <laughs> I mean, specifically, if you wear a tie, I'm like, uh, should I let them in? Or are they going to try to sell me something I don't need and take? Talking about corporate scum, Dan. Or Jehovah's Witnesses. I'm not talking about the Blues Brothers. I think they were <laughs> oh, kind of okay. You know, I mean, they were they were appropriating another music, but at least they were trying hard. But um, yeah. no, I'm talking <laughs> specifically about those 
Like you ever you ever been in a restaurant and see two guys with ties talking and you're wondering who's trying to fuck the other one more? I don't know. Is this just me? See, I told I you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that 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 brings up me going to a sushi restaurant with my grandpa, and the nice Japanese lady tells him that that we have a forty minute wait, and he wasn't having that. He wasn't having that, so he made sure to let the uh, everyone there know that they're goddamn Japs. <laughs> oh yeah, and we're sitting there, and we're like, we, we gonna leave? Because somebody go come and kill us. He's all ranting. <laughs> You come oh, bring no. your restaurants without enough seats. <laughs> oh no, he got he got real racist, and we were just kind of like, even my grandma, she's used to it, but she was even like, here that <laughs> now, like really, bro? <laughs> it's like, oh yeah. So that you know, even when I had to bring girlfriends over, I'd be like, okay, I got I gotta let you know something really quick. Okay, Gra- grandpa really likes saying Jap a lot, and you're gonna hear it, and you might think get confused. Yes, he is Japanese. I don't know if he knows he is, but he is Japanese. Okay. Aww. Oh yeah, no, it was left and right with that. I'd just be, you know, when we were kids, we what what? Jeff, <laughs> what I think you have there is a great idea for one of the best Snickers hungry commercials. Oh, like your How's grandfather that? just starts going off, you give him a Snickers, and suddenly he's nice. Oh, what are you talking about? That's an entire skit right there. Yeah, right. So the Snickers stops the racism. Yeah, Grandpa, Um, you're racist when you're hungry. Eat something. I was in that. That's a sketch. That the 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 sketch. The Snickers stops the racism. That's it right there. There Yeah, that's true. (laughs) It's like hungry. (laughs) Wait, wait. It's like nom 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 nom. Here, Grandpa, you're getting racist again. (laughs) (laughs) Snickers, okay, Grandpa. Hungry. Yeah, uh, I can't be mad into- at anyone with this in my mouth. He doesn't turn into Joe Pesci. He just stops being racist. <laughs> racist. Stacey, did you ever see the ads? You know what commercial we're referencing, right? The ones yeah, with the, like the uh, yeah. that. I mean, yeah. I just, <laughs> 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 like I'm not that young. <laughs> Steve Buscemi one? No, is it Steve? What's his last? How do you pronounce his last name? Steve Buscemi. There's Joe Pesci. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Betty, Betty White, Betty White has one. Yeah, those are cute commercials. Those are cute commercials. Yeah. <laughs> but if a Snickers stopped the racist man, put off everything, eat the Snickers. <laughs> I'd just be flying everywhere, dropping Snickers. Sorry, got, right? I mean, that's a good SNL sketch right there. Yeah. The real <laughs> I go pitch it to them. The only problem is they'll play it for twenty minutes long after everyone's already gotten the joke. So uh, I know I I'm not going to be hired now. I mean, <laughs> burned SNL. Damn it. No, nah, they wouldn't be able to handle you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'd be like, Dan, I don't a know. PR team for you. <laughs> be what for me? They're going to need a, a PR, PR team. team for you. You're, Ooh, you're the potential for, nightmare. Uh, Dan Ochoa skit. What's uh, a PR team? <laughs> a, a press yeah. team to kind of like, save the show. Yeah. Our relations. Yeah. Oh, that's what I used to call my mom and my aunt when I flip off the principal. Like, uh, team's coming to talk to you now. <laughs> I'm gonna go hang out and play in recess. <laughs> By the way, as I leave, you know I'm in trouble anyway. <laughs> oh, gee. going back to home ec. Well, it is about that time. <laughs> we, uh, not to cut anybody off abruptly, but uh, we want to thank uh, Suwon for hanging oh. out with us. Thank you. And we want to thank everyone else in the audience. Where are we here? We got uh, Ed Namrock, Nif Craft, Craft Crew. Can't even get it out. I never like I, you say it. Um, and Ed Namrock said, "Wow, associated." I don't know if we mentioned that comment or if you saw it. Uh, we I love did. It. 
<laughs> oh yeah, Sergio. Everybody who uh, came to hang out, Brittany shows, Lauren, everybody that came out to hang out with us. We want to thank everybody and again Suan. And uh, when is that uh, Hot Medusa show again? What what day is that? February eighteenth. They go to they go to flappers. Flappers to buy tickets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's four days after Valentine's Day, so they will have had Perfect. time for material on That's how right. that went. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and it's just going to be fun. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for saying the lineup, too, because that was cool. Yeah. Yes. So, you guys, please go out and support. We need to uh, support our local comedy. Keep it going. Uh, and again, thank you, everybody, so much. And we will see you next week. Gonna say bye, Dan. Thank you guys. There we go.